0: You're listening to Run Hard, Mom Hard,
1: presented by Treeline Journal and hosted by Nikki Parnell and Steph Weniger. We're here looking at the ins and outs of what it takes to be a mother who runs ultra marathons. We'll dive in to the challenges mothers face while training and
0: racing ultras as we share and hear stories of motherhood and life from the trails.
1: We hope to be a resource and encouragement to women who are balancing life with kids and all the miles. It's no easy task. We know what goes on behind the scenes while a mom prepares for a long run or race day. Sick kids, lack of sleep, low energy, minimal time, mom guilt, etc. But women keep showing up
0: again and again to run, take care of themselves, and show this sport new levels of strength and grit. We want to be here to celebrate and inspire each other to run hard, find our inner mom strength, and show our kids that so much is possible. Welcome to another episode of Run Hard, Mom Hard. Today, we have on an awesome guest, Janessa Taylor, out of Central Oregon. But first, Steph and I will share a little life update and something we're liking this week. Steph,
1: you have an update for us? Yeah. Um. So, because my race has been canceled, I haven't been putting in all of the miles that I was before this Um. I am getting out to run a couple of times a week, but I've also tried to incorporate some more strength training. Um, and so I've been doing that in the mornings, like every other day, um, which is really nice. It's been helping. I have some IT band problems. And so it's been helping some of that while I'm running. Um, but other than that, it's just being stuck at home and trying not to go crazy because sometimes I feel like I am a little bit, but we're all in the same boat. So it's just trying to mitigate that as much as possible
2: mm-hmm
0: yeah yep what about you I, I can relate
1: yeah well
0: so um it has now been at the time of this recording it's been about two weeks since we released our first episodes of run hard mom hard to the world which was really fun um and very vulnerable <laughs> mm-hmm. um just releasing our, my, my, you know, mom brain tangents and uh, voice to the world. But it's been really awesome. We've gotten some great feedback and comments and sweet notes. And so I'm feeling really grateful about that. Um I think it's just so fun because it's it really is. fun to talk to all these moms that have great mm-hmm. things to share. And there's so many stories and um I don't know,
2: yeah, Ooh,
1: I mean, eight it episodes has, is not enough. Like, yeah, I know,
2: <laughs> I know.
1: Well, and I, I just, I feel like it is filling up my cup, and I'm hope. I mean, I think it is for you too that it's just mm-hmm. it's helping, especially during this time. And then you know, when people want to go run, you can just listen to some happiness versus you know, yeah,
0: the the, the, the
1: craziness of the world. Yeah, the darkness. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I've been really enjoying that. And, um, I feel like there's a lot of things that these other moms are inspiring me to do in my own life, you know, just strength exercises from Emily bliss and we've got some nutrition stuff from Audrey and, Mm um, yeah, it's just really cool.
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that's kind of my update yeah do you have a favorite thing this week I do so
0: my favorite thing is body glide this week
1: I don't know if you've ever used it Steph um Uh, I um, use um squirrel's nut butter sometimes mm, right it's for chafing Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. yeah
0: um my least favorite thing about training and racing ultras is the chafing and yeah. I don't know, I get it like on my bra line and yeah. my thighs and underwear line and feet, you know, blisters on the feet. And mm-hmm. I, I just went for a run the other day where I don't know, it was maybe like, uh, 10 miles, which is not in my view a chafing worthy distance, mm-hmm. but, um, I don't know, like my feet were, I was in weird socks and my feet rubbed and whatever. And so then like a couple runs after that, um, I just would throw body glide on my feet just to keep them happy. Um, and it just helps so much. It's like, then literally all is good and you don't have to think about any uncomfort,
1: you know? Yeah. Or like pain when you get to shower, like all, whenever Ah. I race, I'm like, all I want to do is just take a warm shower and just chill. And you can't because it's like, searing pain like, okay.
0: <laughs> literally literally knocks the breath out of me yes okay.
1: especially, especially when it's a a bra your bra line yes or around yeah. your rib cage that's where Which, i always get it
0: i need to know if there, if i mean because i'll put body glide on under there for a long race or long run but is there another way like is are my bras wrong or what is going on but i need to i don't know, I don't know.
1: Maybe we should have like a expert on sports bra sizing and I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Right. Because I just don't even, I don't, I have problems with it too. And I, I mean, the race that I had really bad chafing in was in July and then they were like dumping water on you. And I just remember like peeling off my sports bra and it was like just raw and red and like, oh, it was so bad. Yes. Trying to take a shower. (laughs)
0: I have bled through my bra and shirt, literally in a marathon, which, you know, isn't even as long as, you know, other races. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, Mm.
0: yeah, not pretty. Mm.
1: Anyway, what's your favorite thing? So mine isn't really related to running, but it's related to training. And I was talking about cross training and I have um, power block dumbbells. Um, So they are the ones that have like multiple weights in one weight. And so they don't take up as much room in my, I work out in my laundry room. It's a big er, area. My treadmill is in there. Um, And it's nice because I can just click in whatever weight I want. I think they go up to 24 pounds. Um, And so I, when I do cross training, I use those, which is, or when I do strength training, sorry, um, I use those, those dumbbells. It's nice, it just Sweet. doesn't take up as much room. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome.
0: I, I we do have a couple weights somewhere, but don't know where. And
1: they're, I mean, that sounds way cooler. Yeah, so they're really just, they're super nice. Yeah, and I've had them for, I don't know, probably six years, seven years, and they're still just super nice. And um I got them for Christmas one year, so mm-hmm. awesome. I mean, they're kind of expensive, but they're really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Especially when gyms are closed. Yes.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. No.
2: Um,
1: yeah. So today we
0: have on Janessa Taylor and she is an awesome mom of three. She is a terrific runner. Um, she Amazing. wins. Yeah. She's won a lot of, um, 50 Ks, 50 milers, 100 Ks, 100 milers. Um, she's very competitive and, is doing great. And she also runs Alpine Running, which is a race company um, with her partner, Trevor, and they put on great races around Oregon. So we've, we've been around their scene a little bit and it's awesome. Yeah. We talk about what it takes to run those races um, competitively and also be a mom and what it is like to run long distances by yourself in the woods and how to do that safely. And we talk about what it's like to be a race director and the ins and outs of what goes into organizing a race because it's a lot more than you think. And yeah, so give it a listen. It's super awesome, Jeunesse is really inspiring and I think people will get a lot out of this.
1: you want to tell us a little bit about yourself?
3: Um, I have three, three kiddos, um, two in middle school, two boys that are in middle school and um, a daughter that is a junior in high school. She's going to be uh, a senior next year. So this year, she's going to be 18 this year, which is kind of hard to believe. So, so we're really, we're really busy, um, you know, with, with, the, with, with the three <laughs> at the moment. Um, I own a, a race company, um, this is my fourth year race directing. Um, it's called Alpine Running. I'm putting on, we now put on nine races. And I've been a runner, gosh, for as long as I can remember since, uh, middle school. So.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. When did you get into ultra running? What was your um, jump?
3: <laughs> gosh, uh, you know, after, um, my youngest was born, I started running half marathons. And then, uh, quickly jumped into marathons and then that didn't, that lasted like maybe four marathons and then it was straight to ultras. (laughs) And then that was pretty much it. So that's been about seven, eight years ago now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh,
0: what, what, who did you run for in college?
3: Um, I went to, uh, I got a scholarship to run for the University of Tennessee in Chattanooga, um, initially. Um, it wasn't very, it was maybe three months after I, had moved and gone to school that my mom was diagnosed with cancer. And so that kind of derailed the rest of the next few years of running and, um, just being able to spend more time at home,
1: um, yeah.
3: over those about th- next three years. So Aww.
1: for sure, for sure. Yeah.
3: Great.
1: When, so after you had kids, how did that transition go with your running? Did you have, I mean, obviously you had to change your training because With children, it's hard to get all of the runs in that you want to, but you weren't running quite as long until your youngest was born. Right. Um, yeah, it
3: was, it was a challenge to get in. I think the training part of it, I actually, when they were little, um, was able to race more. Um, that was easier because they weren't, they were just in preschool or they were in, you know, you could take them with you out of school. It wasn't like, um, it is now where they're in so many activities, so it's actually easier to train because they're older, but it's hard to race because their schedules mm-hmm. and their own activities, um, all three of my kids run, and they were mm-hmm. in traveling soccer for a few years, and so, um, you know, the weekends were really tied up with that, but I was able, I was able to, I'm actually able to train a lot now, it's just we're very busy, but when they yeah. were little, I could race all the time. So I was able to race a lot, but training was hard because I would sometimes we would go, um, I used to ride my bike in the neighborhood, uh, in this circle for like two hours at a time when they were little, because I didn't want to bother getting a babysitter. And it was just, you know, um, I taught classes for about seven years at our gym. And so there was a little daycare there. My kids could be there while I was teaching and working. And, um, I taught spin for seven years and then, um, you know some street classes and stuff like that so um it was interesting to try and squeeze it all in for sure <laughs> sometimes yeah. we would go to the park and uh, i would literally just run in the circle around the on <laughs> equipment
1: for, like, that's two so hours, funny two hours and it would
3: like we'd have a cooler with snacks and we just be like surviving you know? yeah you
1: were prepping for the quarantine people that's are, like, right running on their balconies <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly exactly
0: it's like your cooler's your I, aid station. You I
3: know. I was like, the snacks uh-huh. are in the cooler, you know, and it, it just keep going. So,
1: I I guess I never thought about that because you know I'm just in survival mode. So I have a 11 month old and a two and a half year old, and I'm just yeah. trying to survive. But you're right; you're probably able to race a lot more because they don't have activities where I mean my my yeah. brother is 14 and he's in hockey, and they're going. Every single weekend, all the time, and they have practice till like ten o'clock at night sometimes. And oh, right. I just, I guess I, I didn't think about that aspect of when your kids got older. All I thought about was they don't have to be like constantly watched. But
3: yeah, and then you're like, hurry up when you're running a hundred miler because it's not
1: super like, um,
3: <laughs> yeah, it's super boring. Like my daughter yeah. went with me last year, uh, and she actually paced me. This is the first time I've ever had any of my kids pace me, um, oh, and she paced gosh. me uh for like the last eight miles of a 100 that I did and but she had to wait for me for you know 92 miles at the start finish for me to come back and then, then we went out and did this like eight mile loop or whatever um she took her homework luckily there was wi-fi so she had her, her cell phone and she was you oh know she was fine she slept I'm sure and you know and there was uh there were people there at the whole, the whole time at this particular race so um, but, you know, she wasn't old enough to drive the rental car anywhere, so she didn't go anywhere. <laughs> so, um, I was like, I'll be back in 90-something miles. And, but, wow. And that was a lot of fun, though. She, she did great, so.
0: How, yeah, what was that like? Yeah. I mean, that's gotta be so awesome to, like, run those last miles with your daughter.
3: Yeah, I just think was, that's so cool. That's yeah, like my it dream. Was fun. <laughs> it was, it was a lot of fun. And she was in really good shape, cause it was in, uh, the, November, so she was just coming off cross-country. So, um, she probably could have run more than that, but, uh, it was like this gnarly technical section. The storm had blown in and it was funny. I came into the aid station and she, um, she wasn't there. She was in the bathroom, which is, you know, she's a 17 year old girl. She was in the bathroom. (laughs) So I told the volunteers, I'm going to wait five minutes. If I don't see her, I'm just going to go on down the trail. And I said, she'll know, just tell her it's pink flagging. She'll know to like, you know, where to go. Um, So I get all the way to the bottom of this, like, ravine, and I see at the top, she's yelling. Of course, it's pouring down rain. and It's at night. And she's yelling, and she's going, Mom, how do you turn on the the headlamp? Oh, my God. And, uh, she had her cell phone out, the cell phone, like, trying to go down this super gnarly trail. Um, oh. it was really funny. And I'm like, hold the button. You know, I'm yelling at her. <laughs> um, but one thing I, one thing that was interesting being a parent and having her is I, like, probably overpacked her, like you normally would. You know, I'm giving her, like, all this food. I looked at the end and I thought she wouldn't even eat any of that. And all this water to carry and, you know, extra batteries and lights. Cause I was more concerned about her, you know, than, uh, um, than whatever I was doing. So it was kind of funny. True um, mom style. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you don't, you don't quit being a mom just because you're, um, just because you're racing. So, yeah, right. <laughs> running a hundred miles. Right. You know,
0: you're still more worried about her. than
3: yourself. Yeah. I mean, that is my, that was my concern is, oh, you know, you have to start thinking, should I let them pace me because what if something happens? And then you're kind of like, yeah, but she's, she was fine. She's pretty, she's pretty good with that kind of stuff and is used to being on the trail. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. So then um I guess how you've run a lot of fifty K's, fifty milers, hundred K's, hundred milers, winning a lot of them as well. And so how did you um, how did you make the jump or like when you first started, have you always been so good?
3: <laughs> <want> to... um <laughs> how did you uh, oh no because... the first year the first year of um ra- of racing 50ks I mm-hmm. only ran once a week and oh, that wow. re- I really suffered a lot <laughs> because I, I biked a lot and I swam a lot so I did a lot mm-hmm. of cross training but it mm-hmm. was I wasn't running enough miles, so I so all of my very beginning of the first year I was just frustrated. I was like, why am I not running these times and why am I not here and why am I not there? And um, mm-hmm. I mean, I just simply wasn't training enough. I wasn't running enough. So yeah. um, that you know, it was definitely a learning experience. I also didn't understand because when you come from running, um, you know, competitively. Uh, you know, cross country or something, you're not carrying anything. You want to be as light as possible. And I also didn't understand that. So I kept trying to run, you know, these long races with no water and no food. Um, oh, gee. That, that didn't pay off very well. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> so it was definitely a trial and error and a, and a uh-huh. learning experience, um, getting there. And, you know, once, you know, you try something and you feel awful and you're like, and why didn't that work? And, um, mm-hmm. And once I figured out, I just literally had to run more. I just did. I was like, I cannot compete on 20, 30 miles a week with everybody else. I just couldn't. Mm -hmm. Um, But Mm -hmm. I was still biking and swimming a lot during that time. too. So it was a lot of, I mean, it was a lot of hours of, of working out i would take my son to the pool and put him in a floaty and i would swim laps and he would just float float around because we, we had this access to a pool that there was just the two of us and so um that was really we actually had a lot of fun days out there because he was just uh, i don't know a toddler in, in preschool so um mm-hmm. just stuff like
1: that you know yeah it's basically mm-hmm. a science experiment of one you need to yeah. there. it works for yourself when did you start doing Or how fast did you, like, progress into longer miles or distances? Um, let's
3: see. I ran, oh, the racing? Yeah. Yeah. I ran, I think, a whole year of just 50Ks. And marathons and stuff like that. And then I ran my first 50 miler, which ended up being 60 miles. <laughs> so, um, I was, yeah, so, um, and then I went to 100K. I, so I did kind of gradual. It, I okay. was pretty slow about building up, you know, to it. And then once I hit the 100K mark, that was kind of it. I raced a lot that year. Um, you know, maybe every three weeks I did a race, 50K. Oh, or wow. um, You know, a 50 miler. Um I ran a 50K at least every week on my own, too, during those years. Oh, my goodness. Wow. wow.
1: Goodness. So, That's a, yeah, a lot of miles. <laughs> yeah, it's
3: a, it's a lot of miles. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. And so how was the jump
0: up to the 100-mile distance, like, from the 100K?
3: It was um, – it went – my first 100 went um, completely good because <laughs> – uh, I think I just was, I was training, this is crazy and, and to say this out loud, but I was training for my first Ironman and the, and my 100 in the same week. So, I was fairly fit. In the same week? Yeah, I was mean, the smartest person in the world. Um, yeah, so... Anyways, so I, I, was working out a lot. Let's put it that way. So <laughs> yeah. but by the time the hundred came, I was definitely prepared for it. There was, I mean, there was nothing else I could have done. Um, I had raced a lot, had a lot of miles under my belt. So, um, I didn't know what to expect, but I just mm-hmm. kept going,
1: you know, and, yeah.
3: um, it was fine. So. Mm-hmm.
1: How did, did you have the hundred mile first and then the Iron Man?
3: No, I went to Iron Man that canceled it.
1: Oh. This is my saving grace here. Okay. Okay. It was cancelled,
3: um on, uh, due to smoke. It was in Lake Tahoe. Oh, dude, and that, that founder. one was cancelled. And then on, um Saturday, I was supposed to do, um the 100. So, okay. it saved my legs. I don't think I would have been able to do. That. So, <laughs> yeah. so, or I, I wouldn't have, very you know, done very well. Probably either one of them. I don't know. Either
0: way, I'm impressed for you for, um trying that. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: So, yeah.
1: so you're running it. Are you still running that amount of mileage a week?
3: Um it's changed
1: it's changed a lot. Um
3: the last three months I was, because uh we were kind of moving into as you guys know, like train this was gonna be um,
1: you know, I
3: had a lot of races coming up, but then the virus hit and so now mm-hmm. it's kinda like, hmm. Um so the last three months I was, but uh it's been kind of all over the place since I started race directing. Yeah. Um, so like that, it or not, the race directing definitely is. It definitely takes its toll on training, for sure. I'm sure.
0: Yeah, because you have you now have. I mean, events. That's probably a lot of work to put on a race. Um, you know, I mean, it just takes up a whole weekend that you could have been running yourself, right? Or
3: whatever. And it's actually the week before too. The whole week before, and yeah, you know. We did last year four races, four mountain races in or, or um yeah in 7 weeks.
2: Okay. So my goodness. there was
3: no denying that uh the training was all over the place. I mean, right. yeah. there's just not any consistency with that. Plus we have other jobs me and my partner too mm-hmm. during the day. So um, okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, so. you should tell us a little bit about alpine running and the events you guys put on.
3: Yeah, so we um we I started uh my company with two races um, several years ago, about four years ago. And then my partner had two races and then we kind of joined, joined forces. And so, um, we now have nine events. <laughs> my um,
1: goodness.
3: I laughed because I said I was only going to do two or three. <laughs> nine yep. races. Um, but it is hard. It is hard. Uh, when you, when you love a place and you want to share it with everybody else. But so, yeah, we just started and then it's kind of been a, um, we, most of our races are in Oregon. We have one in Washington up in the Columbia river gorge. Uh, but yeah, most of them are up in the mountains and they're high. So, you know, that's, it's in the summer. So training, um, I, I always laugh that I do most of the weird ultras, as I call them, because I can only really train in this in the, like the off season and everybody else is kind of off season. Okay. And so I try, you yeah. know, try to train there, um, and race, uh, you know, in the winter, so that it doesn't okay. th- before our race season starts, which starts mm-hmm. in yeah. May. Yeah, mm-hmm. May through November now.
1: Yeah. So, and oh, go ahead, Steph. I was going to say, what distances are your races like? Between what and what?
3: So, we our shortest race um, now is seven miles, and that's up Dog Mountain. Um, and then our long, we have two one hundred milers. So several fifties, twenty. Yeah. Um, uh, a couple half marathons and then uh, 50ks too. So
0: nice. Yeah, I can attest Good variety. Yeah, Alpine running puts on great events. Chase has done a couple, and then I was supposed to do Ochiko. Yeah, but, you know this season has been crazy. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what it's like to be a race director during this time of COVID nineteen?
3: Um, yeah, this has uh, definitely been hard, uh, for sure. I knew that we would probably have to um, cancel Oshako's, mm-hmm. and Wild Outback was on the fence. And they, they, it's really been, like, one um, domino effect after the other. We just moved Old Cascadia. So it's disheartening, mm-hmm. for sure. It's hard, because you, yeah. you spend all year putting work into it. This year, I think, would have been our biggest year yet. And so that's hard, mm-hmm. too, because now... The effect of um, this virus, we'll, we'll see it for the next two years as a race director for sure, because everybody's getting rolled over to the races. So then that's you know then next year, people will probably do the races they were supposed to do this year. Maybe maybe not, but um, it's it'll definitely be um, so it's definitely like a setback. I would. Say for us, yeah. Um, yeah. in terms of kind of growing. And then, you know, a lot of people like myself, I'm, I'm, I'm not working right now. So a lot of people are um, laid off. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they just don't have the funds to race or travel or whatever. And so, you know, it's, it's definitely um, been a hard time, but I feel like for the most part with the cancellations and um, the rescheduling and stuff, most people have been pretty um, gracious. As far as yeah. un, an understanding, um, it's, it's hard though. Cause you've already, you know, um, you've already planned, you've already paid for things. So then, um, but you're not holding the event that, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, yeah. Or, so yeah, it's, so it's difficult. What,
1: it would be hard to do that. What is your, uh, or what has been your protocol for, are you rolling entrance into the next year Or because I think that's what Western States is doing, where the race that I was supposed to be doing a 50 mile, um, they just, you know, canceled it and there's no refunds, which they never had a refund policy, which is good because you guys still, like you said, you pay for things already ahead of time. Um, but what was right. your policy?
3: Um, our typical policy is 50% if they cancel within 30 days of the race. But what we did this year for anything that we could reschedule, we just rolled everybody over to the reschedule um, for this particular okay. year. If they couldn't make the new date, then we did 75% uh, to next year if they wanted to do that race. Or they could jump into any of our races this year 100% like for nice. 2020. Um, you know, if they did it, they were going to do Ochioco 50k and they want to do Run the Rock 50k, then I just transfer that credit over there um, for them. Yep. Mm-hmm. So
1: That's
3: nice. Yeah. So yeah, guys, it is a little it's a little hard. I had all only had a few people maybe not not fully understand that you you do um, you know, kind of pay for things up front. Uh Yeah.
1: Well, well
3: before the race starts. Yeah. So
1: it's Yeah. Well, yeah. And I, like, I don't care if my, I don't get any money back because I want to see that race happen again in the future. Like, I want to support the people that are doing all of these things because I want to be a part of it. Right. So. Yeah. It'd be hard. Any decision's a hard one, especially when it's something like a virus and you're having to cancel multiple races, not just one due to, an you know, a storm or whatever.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I've, we've never canceled a race before, so um to cancel basically four in a row <laughs> yeah, has been, is uh, cruel. you know, it's, it's hard, it's tough, yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's a small business, it's just Trevor and myself, so um you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not, not a big corporation here or anything like that. It's <laughs> you know? mom right. and pop, so.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I'm hoping maybe, I mean, I know, like you said, there is going to be repercussions and just economically for people, but I'm hoping that maybe everybody, I mean, I know I'm missing the racing uh, yeah, scene so much. so much. I hope there's going to be like a big boom after this, like getting everybody to the races and um maybe yeah. they'll, everybody will come back together, like more energized to sign up for all the races. I hope right. so.
3: You yeah, know. I did, yeah, I definitely I'm definitely missing um you know all the prep mm-hmm. and and then everybody that we see that year after year. I'm going to miss um getting to see some of our volunteers from the area and mm-hmm. you know we have a beneficiary for every race that we that we put on and um, like, like our wild outback race, we're not getting to do the spaghetti feed, which was a huge boost to the track and cross country club or, you know, team there. So, um, that's kind of a bummer, you know, cause we, mm -hmm. we're just not there. And so that's another, you know, that's another effect, uh, of the cancellations as well. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that That is just a bummer. I I don't know if there's like any way, other ways to do like fundraising for that or anything, but Yeah, it's tough. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of curious, like, I feel like you guys come up with really creative, really fun, really beautiful races and, and routes, trails, and you just kind of piece together, uh, really cool trails. And I'm wondering like, what's your process for, for coming up with your race? They race
3: um we usually uh you know an area might be interesting and we decide to go scout it out and r- mm-hmm. so we go run it first mm-hmm. and then to mm-hmm. see is this something that would we would want to do um we would pre- you know want to race um and that's usually kind of where we start um go run it check it out see what we think and then you know then it is piecing it together um and figuring out where we can race because a lot of people don't realize you can't put a race on in wilderness and a lot of these places um you know are wilderness or maybe you can't get a permit to go Mm -hmm. through that area or something like that so um that's kind of you know and then then putting a feeler out there and to uh the the forest service and seeing if that's something that they would be supportive of and kind of going from there but um yeah i think we just we really like eastern oregon so we have um you know, and it's kind of an untapped place. Uh, it's just getting people mm-hmm. out there. You know, uh, it's not mm-hmm. Mount Hood. <laughs> you know, it's it's like right. the Oregon Outback. It's um, or uh, Elkhorn Crest. I mean, it's an incredible place, but a lot of people don't know about it. So mm-hmm. it's sort of it. Part of part of our putting on races is to sort of show people those places that they they never they don't know that there's even a trail there, like Elkhorn Crest. Right outside outside of Baker City a lot of people don't know any they've never even heard of it um you know so
0: yeah I had barely heard of it now I've heard really great things about the race and now (laughs) I'm wanting to get out there as soon as we can yeah but yeah Mm -hmm.
3: and it's not that far I mean it's only you know three and a half four hours from bend it's Mm -hmm. not like it's you know eight hours away or something either so right doable um, yeah
1: Mm -hmm. that's why we run is to see or some of The reasons we run is to see some of these really amazing places and all on foot.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is one way, right? It's one way to, um, you know, have people experience the area. Plus, uh, the communities that we put on races in have, um, you know, we use a, a lot of the people, uh, are involved from the community, like, uh, you know, different groups and stuff that aren't runners. So that's really cool too. Mm-hmm. is to have, um, like the, some of the, some people from say Baker city or Sumner, um, you know, involved in the race too.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you said you've been racing or yes, directing races for four years. What has changed over the four years that you've been a race director? <laughs> like what have <if> you learned? <laughs> yeah, basically.
3: <laughs> well, as a community as a whole, I would say there's just a lot more events. Um, as far as things that I have learned, um, gosh, I don't know. I have to say that our races have always for the most part gone pretty well. Um, yeah. you know, we haven't had anything crazy happens from the beginning to the end. And I think we, you know, we do, um, which goes back to why I think it affects our training is we do put a lot of work into it so that it's um, organized. Yeah. And, um, we, uh, We mark our courses ourselves, Trevor and I do, um, every mile. So, you know, those sort of things, um, you know, you learn little things and you change little things about each race. But um, gosh, I don't know in the four years that we've had any major changes, but the community has changed in the fact that there are just so many more events now. And so trying to pick a weekend. Yeah. It kind of works best. It's tough. It, and you're almost sort of in that boat where you just have to pick a date and go with it at mm-hmm. this point. So, yeah. you can't you know. make it work for everybody. No. Yeah. It, it's a tough, it's a tough um, business to kind of crack into now, I think. Whereas maybe yeah. 10 years ago, there was only like two or three race companies putting on races out here. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, so. you're obviously doing something right if you went from four races to nine. In four years.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's been good.
1: They are, good. for yeah. sure.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well,
0: and yeah, I do love your guys' community involvement in general. I mean, even aside from Alpine running, I mean, or I guess in addition to it, it's like I would like to point out, um, so when Chase and I started Treeline Journal, Chase kicked it off by running twenty-four hours up Pilot Butte. Yeah. yep. And Janessa and Trevor, um you guys both came out uh to support him on that. People were like doing loops and um that was just so awesome to see. And you came out, Janessa, I think sometime in the evening.
2: And yeah, then on Trevor the came from out. Work.
0: <laughs> Yeah. and then Trevor came out at like one or two AM yeah, and he's not, he doesn't sleep, so he doesn't out in the, at night. Pat, he's a nurse, isn't he? Like, is he? Yes. Is why? Yeah. He doesn't? I don't know.
3: Um, no, it? he just doesn't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> he just goes to bed early. Okay, okay.
0: Yeah. That was just so awesome, though, to, like, see you guys um, just kind of rallying, you know, being in... In the community, with your community. It's cool.
3: Yeah. Well, we, we, we um, it. we think you guys are great and that was just, yeah, I mean, if someone's going to make it, a life change or, or decide to do that, I think that's mm-hmm. awesome. You know, mm-hmm. it's like people should come out and support that for sure. Thank you.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I was curious, um, if Trevor said anything about how Chase was doing at, in the middle of the night, because we had one friend that came out at like three or four a.m. and he was saying how Chase was like super delusional and like not
3: uh, mentally. No, he said it was fine. Okay. <laughs> I said, how's he doing yeah. in the morning? And he said, fine. That's all he said. So. Yeah. Uh, but maybe so. it's because we've seen that side of ultra running and totally. been there ourselves that we don't think yeah. anything about it. It's totally normal. Right. So. Yeah.
0: It's normal if you're kind of trucking through, you've been running for hours and hours and hours, you're maybe a little quiet. Right. <laughs> so. Right. Yeah. 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 Um but I I was kind of wondering one thing. Um you mentioned, you know, when you started doing ultras, you suffered a lot because, you know, you were underprepared for races right, and things. Right. And I know you've grown a lot in your own running, um and are now just killing it, but you must still suffer. You know, I mean, when you're doing 100-milers, like how do you, how are you a good sufferer? You know, how do you overcome the suffering in like a late hundred miler when you've just been think, running so long?
3: Um, I think, one, I think obviously preparation. That will help. You know, um, for me personally, I think putting in long runs, 40, 50 milers leading up to it, that helped mm-hmm. you build some confidence in you because you know that you've done the work. And that's helpful, um, versus, oh my gosh, you know, I've, I've only done you know, 20 miles or something in my longest run. I'm going to go out here and I've got to do, um, you know, X amount. Um, a lot of it's mental. You just, you know, you sort of have to just accept that at some point during the race, it's, it, I mean, if it didn't hurt, you probably aren't doing it right, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's <laughs> going to hurt some, in some way, whether you're, cause you're pushing it and you're, you know, you're really racing um, which you can do for a hundred miles. You can, you know, uh, run hard the whole time. So mm-hmm. I think that's, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's part of it. And I think just accepting it for me, it's how quickly can you get out of a low, right. you know, and once you start to feel it coming is, um, do you eat something you take care of it quickly and, um, get, get in it and out of it fast, you know, as yeah. fast as possible. And then you're right back in. Um, also taking the race and sort of dissecting it too, and not thinking, "Oh my gosh, I got 50 miles left," but just thinking, "I've got to get to the next eight station." Mm-hmm.
1: You know, just just taking
3: it, it in smaller and smaller pieces um, mentally um, mm-hmm. is helpful too. So yeah. Mm-hmm. And I sometimes it, 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 you're in it, and you get <laughs> you get in it, and it's just. Um, you're stuck there, you know, a yeah. little bit. And you do suffer. I mean, I did a yeah. race just in October and I, it was just kind of cooking along. Can't say it was my greatest day. I can't say it was my worst day. It was just a mediocre day. Um, I wasn't, nothing really was bothering me, but um, it got really cold, got hypothermic, you know, it took, know. it took me a few hours to come out of it and could have crawled my way to the end and that's mm-hmm. just unfortunately the way it ended. And that's, you know, unfortunately that if you race enough, that's gonna happen
1: totally do you race enough
3: you know it's not every day that 100 miles is or 50 miles or whatever is your is your best day so
0: a lot can happen in that distance
3: and yeah yeah yeah,
1: for sure yeah so did you did you dnf or you finished that race
3: oh i finished yeah
1: okay have you (laughs) have you dnf before
3: Yes, yes, I have.
1: <laughs> tell thirsty, us about it. My first yeah. <laughs> DNF
3: was very, very painful. Uh, um, I was, you know, I w- was running Mastinutton. And if you know anything about that race, it's in Virginia. And it's mm-hmm. um old school race. I've been going on a long time. Um, rocks, rocks everywhere. There's mm-hmm. never, it never lets up. It's, I can't say the most enjoyable, but... Um, I was definitely gunning for um, a record there and uh, was just heading into an aid station, looked up for a split second, which was a huge mistake, went down and that I mean, split my kneecap open and he stitches. Um, I mean, I wasn't able to run the yeah, rest of okay. it. I mean, there yeah. was, it was a, I sat there for a long time and finally an old man just said, you know, you're not, like, you can't, you're never going to, like, you couldn't even walk this out. And I, just, right. I had to just sort of accept it. It was, um, hard, but, uh, I mean, there was no way I, my leg mm-hmm. blew up like a balloon. So, yeah. oh, um, man. so that was the first one and you might as well just get it over with. <laughs> and, <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. So, and then I had some injuries after that. Things I, things I started that I should have never started, you know, right? Yeah, um, yeah. I tried to race a hundred miles of Astria, which is in Croatia on, uh, a um torn meniscus not a smart decision oh, yeah, you know probably not <laughs> just, yeah so those are lessons but that now I don't do stuff like that but yeah um you know
1: but it's hard when you train so hard for something and you're like okay I've done all of this work I just want to race and and some days you just you just can't it
3: is hard you know and sometimes you I mean I always I always think I lose I learn the less and my lessons the hard way yeah, and mm-hmm. that that was one of them. I did that five times in a row. Too. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I just kept going. I I don't know what you know. Looking back on it, I'm like, I don't now. I would not definitely not do that because now I think um, I've, it took me a long time to learn to recover. You know, mm-hmm. if that makes yeah. sense. And, yep. And and not start stuff or just take the time off before it ever becomes something. You know. Yeah.
1: As far as so, injuries go. Yeah, because I was gonna ask. What kind of injuries have you had, especially with your high mileage that you're running,
3: um,
1: um, and how you work through those?
3: That my the one that I struggled with came from it came from that fall, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it was more compensation injuries mm-hmm. to a hip and just you know um, sort of not being able to train like I was before, and then you kind of lose. I mean everything sort of gets unbalanced I guess I would say and that's kind of where um I mean I've had you know tendonitis and and shin splints and all that kind of stuff nothing an, and I had one stress fracture years and years ago Yeah um, well, actually when I very first started after having uh, my son I got a stress oh. fracture and you know I think once you're pregnant and you have where your bones get soft and stuff mm-hmm. and I didn't mm-hmm. pay attention to that and I uh, ended up with a stress fracture in my um, my tibia, yeah, oh, from that. Okay. Right after that. my when my son was a baby, so uh that wasn't smart either. I just kept running <laughs> on <it. laughs> Yeah. But um It's yeah. hard to stop. It yeah. It is, it is. actually. Yeah. It's, yeah.
0: yeah. and you need to, especially like as a mom, you just you need to get your runs in. Otherwise you you're do. Go
3: see so, yeah, yeah, exactly. You, you fight through home. the pain. Yeah, with three yeah. kids. And I know when I had three under the age of five. Now my dog is um, attacking me. <laughs> um, three kids under the age of five.
1: Um, yeah, it, it became sort of a necessary role there. Yeah. It does. I was sick um, a little bit last week or two weeks ago, and I didn't get my runs in. And then I've been kind of feeling, I don't know. Having a pity party, pity party yeah. sometime with this COVID. Mm-hmm. But I'll, I'll go for a run and that day will go so much smoother. Like everybody else in my house is so calm because mom's got a run, yeah. and, and I'm a lot more calm. They're like, mm-hmm. mom,
3: go run so you'll yeah. be happy. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think everybody needs that space and it's, it's hard when you stay, if you stay at home too. And I stayed at home with mine and it was, yeah. it was hard. It was like there was, I had no family around. So I never really got a break. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like they were there and I was there. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's so Hence much why I was the running mess. around the, the playground <laughs> Like exactly. a crazy yeah. person. Yeah. All the other moms are, watch are sitting great. on a bench. Yeah. <laughs> I know. They're like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, just trying to survive. Just trying to survive. Uh-huh. And then when they get to be teenagers, it's the same thing. It's <laughs> just like, I won't be back for five hours now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. And then do you yeah. worry
0: about them when you're gone or they're just fine?
3: Yeah. I mean, we, you know, we've been, I've been a runner since they were babies. So they're used to that and, you know, they're just, you know, playing Xbox or, or sleeping or doing whatever it is <laughs> they <laughs> do. Yeah. Yeah, they're fine. Um Sometimes I ask them, sometimes they will run with me, which is nice, but not very often. They just want to know how far we're going to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So nice. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, come
3: on. My... Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. To be able to run with, I can run with all three of them, although my little one won't. He most of the time says, no, he's already in shape, you know, so he doesn't really want to go <laughs> run. But the other two will, um they'll go run sometimes. So. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Um, so I
0: have kind of a long prefaced story or, um, question, but, and, and so I'm kind of wondering about your mom perspective on this, um, because ultra running is such a unique sport and you have, like, if you're going to be prepared to run hundred mile races or, or 50 miles or hundred Ks or whatever, um, you need to get your long runs in and you often... Probably get pretty remote, you know, deep into the woods. And, um, I'm wondering, um, I, I just, I did a little, uh, survey on our, uh, tree line journal Instagram the other day and was asking, uh, people's, uh, greatest fears about running alone and like, and yeah, um, and so most people, that rep- responded were women, and most of the answers were men and cougars <laughs> that <they're-> oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was just wondering i I do feel like that can be kind of a barrier for a woman, especially a mom who needs to get back to her kids like that can be kind of scary or uncomfortable to set out on a long run and know that you're going out for a long time by yourself and I'm wondering like do you have any fears when you run alone on your long long runs and how do you combat those fears
3: um I think that I'm always more scared of people than animals first and foremost Mm -hmm. but most of the places that I run there's nobody around um but that thought um is I think always with you if you're a parent um Mm -hmm. uh here's an example i was going up to do um that uh the wonderland trail 100 miles mm-hmm. around um kids were at the house uh, i was coming around maybe mile 60 something by myself mm-hmm. and came up on a cougar and
2: um wow.
3: uh in it and it followed me anyways uh I, oh I, you know, so here I'm in the middle of this. Okay, as as my goal is to to hit the fastest snow time on this trail, right? And you okay. know, it's I only have like this one weekend to do it because you know kids are getting ready to start school, and you know the snow, and you know it it it's hard to find time, as you mm-hmm. know, um, to mm-hmm. do all these things. So it's like I either do it now or I have to wait a whole other year to try this, right? Yeah. Um. Yes. So, uh, I get to a junction where it's either, it sort of is continue on, even though I see the glowing eyes in front of me, or <laughs> I just duck off onto this, um, sort of access road where I'm looking at the map and I know that there's um, a bathroom I can go into like down, it's a visitor center. It's, it's at night, so it was closed and everything. But, um, that's that moment where you go, I have kids to get home to. So yeah. I'm not, yeah. you know, you, you don't, those, those sort of risks, um, I, i'm not gonna take you know because yeah. i have three kids um in life you know to live mm-hmm. and to take care of so um so it, that that's always kind of there i don't think it um necessarily prevents me from doing certain things um mm-hmm. it doesn't prevent me from going but it definitely mm-hmm. if it became a choice like in that situation i'm not mm-hmm. gonna put myself in that position if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um and, and sometimes there's been those moments too where I've ducked off on a road because something was creepy and somebody was following me and I've ducked off on a in a in a highway and ran all the way back, you know, or something like that. Yeah. Where I'm not gonna um you know, I have kids. I always think that I have kids to get home to and that's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm.
1: yeah. I feel like as moms we're a lot I mean, yes, we are concerned about our safety, but at the same time like I don't, don't want my kids to come home and not have a mom. Like that would be, right. it'd be a whole mind shift or it is a whole mind shift after you have kids where it's not, it's not just about you. I mean, yes, you need to be safe, but it's safe for a different reason other than just you know, yourself, your, right. yourself.
3: And I wouldn't yeah. say that, um, you know, I wouldn't say that you shouldn't go. I would never say that, Right. you know, yeah. because I do lots of stuff by myself in the middle of nowhere, you know? Yeah. Um, one, one day I had Trevor drop me off at midnight on the Timberline to run back to Ben, you know, and it's like, anything can happen and you do the best you can take a phone or take a spot with you or something like that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I'm not going to let it prevent me, um, you know, from doing what I want to do, but sometimes things come up and you just have to make a decision, you know, during Mm -hmm. that. And Mm -hmm. so I always err on the side of caution if it's... Mm -hmm if there's a real possibility of, like, being eaten by an animal or something like that, you know. <laughs> yeah. Which, in yeah. that situation, they, you know, cats and stuff, um, they stalk you. Right.
1: You I don't, mean, yeah. I'm on the
3: backside of Rainier in the middle of the night. There's nobody around, you know. So, oh
1: That know, would be so
3: scary. Just, it is what it is. Oh, so yeah.
1: right. made my, I mean, I I that I'm not even, I'm <laughs> not doing this. I you know. Don't i'm sweating no No, but you know know. it's
3: funny as a runner you all these years of doing all
1: these adventures and
3: stuff like that you expect to see that so it was when it came i was like oh i've been waiting for you for you know (laughs) for five years i've been waiting for this moment you know so now how's it gonna go no i don't know if that would be my
2: response
0: (laughs) (laughs) crap i'm I'm scared, and i we chase and I saw a mountain lion um up in Montana. We like ran up a mountain and we saw it we were on the very top and probably like eight miles from the car and we saw it, but it was from a distance, um but we saw it uh jump up onto a rock, crouch, look at us, and swish its tail, and I just was like okay, we got to get out of here right now. Yeah. Like, you know, you, this summit feeling of like having such a right. great time. It was like, okay, it's over. We yeah. Yeah. Um, this is fun and all, but. Yeah. But I mean, you, alone is a different story and uh gosh. But so do you like carry anything specific with you to keep you safe? You know, like pepper spray or. um. Anything?
3: i I used to i I'm, I'm not really good about doing that i mean i always i took care of my phone now we have um the little spot tracker, so you can call without having you know through the phone um you know the little garmin minis uh the inReach. So that's nice because even if you don't have service, you can make a satellite. Like you can make a call, oh, okay. um, and just let somebody know why you're stopped or why a man not moving or something like that. So that's. I mean, it's not foolproof. Obviously, things happen mm-hmm. or a battery could die or whatever. Um, but uh, so I, if I'm going to go on a long adventure, I take that now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I usually don't carry anything. Gosh, I used to carry like a small knife or something. But I'm kind of, sometimes I'm like, I always get there and I'm like, oh, I forgot to bring anything. <laughs> yeah.
2: Right.
0: So right. I'm sort of
3: at the mercy of whatever. Uh, but nothing in particular, I would say. Okay. Trevor and I were up in the Ogos one time and we were in the middle of the night. And I think he had a gun. <laughs> but <laughs> other than that. Because mm-hmm. um, cougar, cougar country up there. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I haven't had any experience with that. I'm in southern Minnesota. We don't have a lot of predators. There's a couple, yeah. um, there was a couple cougars down here a few years ago. There was a couple bears down here, um, last year. And actually there was an elk that came down and normally they don't come down this far yeah. either. Um, yeah. but we have cabins in northern Minnesota, and northern Wisconsin. So I, I have bears up there, but we don't, we don't have a lot down here. So I'm not as, I'm more fearful of people
3: yeah i I think i think anytime uh yeah it's definitely more people if you see somebody Mm -hmm. a person way out that's more um concerning to me then um that's when i really start running as fast as possible (laughs) (laughs) to get out of there because i don't know why they're back in there if they're not running you know yeah whatever you know like what are you doing back here yeah um but you know on the east coast when i go home um i'm from tennessee so when i go home to this and run in the Smoky Mountains, which my dad was really close to. Um, mm-hmm. The bears there, uh, I did a, I did a, um, the run across the Smokies a couple of years ago. And they were just, I mean, they were everywhere. And they're yeah. just desensitized to people. And I have my phone on, blasting music. I'm singing, you know. But, um, I mean, luckily I didn't have any incidences, you know, anything happened. But uh, yeah. they were everywhere. Yeah. Do they yeah.
0: do they run away from people
3: or they will chase? No, they will attack. Oh. There, oh, I think because oh they are gosh. desensitized to people. Okay, um, gotcha. Yeah, so I, I think
0: you were meaning the other way, like yeah, um, exactly, exactly, fine with people, but
3: okay. Yeah, I think that, that that's a little concerning um, sometimes because they're used to seeing people, so they're not mm-hmm. as afraid as mm-hmm. like when you see a bear out here, usually doesn't want anything to do with you, and
2: you know,
0: yeah,
3: kind of a thing, but
0: yeah, um, mm-hmm. yeah. wow. Dang. And how long was that run through the Smokies? Um, it's seventy-one miles. Okay, yeah, from was one that... end to the other. Okay, was that a neat run?
3: Yeah, it's all in the um, on the AT. Mm-hmm. So, okay. um really hard. Probably 19,000 feet of climbing. Super technical. Um, yeah, I hope to go back and do that one again sometime. It's there's nothing oh. easy about that run. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's hard the whole time, but. Um, it's
0: good. I've so. heard I've heard a lot of trails on the East Coast. I don't know what trails on the East Coast are like. And like what are they like? Are they more
3: rooty or rocky or um what's They're definitely how more they different, I think, um overall. I mean, mm-hmm. I've just done a couple of races on the East Coast and but you know, obviously grew up there and, and mm-hmm. run there. Um but yeah, overall um, at least through Tennessee, uh, Virginia, West Virginia, that whole, Georgia. I mean, you know, it's rocky and rooty. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> I'd are, like to see that.
1: Are there as many races on the East Coast as there are on the West Coast? I feel like there's more. There's a lot of races now. Okay. I'm there saying. didn't used to be. I don't yeah, think. Yeah.
3: Yeah. There's definitely are, uh, I just did a race in Kentucky in October and that was pretty, um, it was more technical than what I thought it was going to be. It was pretty rocky as well, but, um, you know, and so there's definitely more creeping up. I think for a lot of years, maybe there was just a few people like the same people sort of putting on however many races. Um, yeah. but now, now there's a lot more too on the East coast. Thanks. I do find one every weekend. You know, just, <laughs> yeah. just like out here. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Do you have any races on your sites right now or any, any that are still coming up for this year? And then also maybe any like dream races that you really want go to go do.
3: Gosh. Um, well, uh, I was getting the, my, my season sort of got canceled just like everybody else's mm-hmm. Lake Sonoma. And then I was going to do Badger Mountain 50 K and those um, both. Well, I don't know about Badger Mountain, but I know obviously Lake Sonoma is not happening. And then mm-hmm. Trevor and I were going to do um, the kind of the Canadian tra- Trans Selkirks run. Uh, it's kind of like Trans Rockies, mm-hmm. but it's in okay. Canada. And we were going to do the mm-hmm. five-day stage race, but um, I'm not really sure how all that stuff's going to play out for this year. Okay. Um, gosh, dream races. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I i I was gonna say to oh, um there's a brand new hundred miler in West Virginia and I was actually born there and Okay. Um, oh. And it, it falls on Ride the Rock weekend, so I can't do it this year. Oh. I don't know if it'll change or not, but uh that would be a cool run to go do. So I tried I'm trying to race a little bit on the east coast, um, the mm-hmm. last couple of because my family is there and I can kind of do both. Mm-hmm. I can yeah. race and then I can visit family. Um mm-hmm. so that's kind of been my Main thing. Although I'm sure there's a bunch overseas that mm-hmm. eventually I'd like to do. Yeah.
0: Do you like I to wonder? travel overseas? I do. For- yeah.
3: Yeah. It was fun. I would love to go back to Croatia and do that one again and not be injured. <laughs> right. Um, that'd be awesome. Yeah. It'd <laughs> be a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So maybe that one. I keep saying I'm gonna I'm gonna look at it, but our schedules have been so busy that is hasn't. It just hasn't, you know, panned out yet.
1: Have but. you ran a race that you've directed? while you're directing it i know you go out beforehand but
3: um not yet not yet i haven't really been in the position to yeah, let I'm, somebody take their reins just yeah, yet um yeah. to do that i'm sure that'd be hard but yeah it would be yeah it would be hard um <laughs> i always think that i could do maybe elkhorn Maybe to be out there running with everybody else would be fun. But yeah. um, of course I had to market to <laughs> that. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's kind of hard that one. So yeah. that would be, uh I don't know. Yeah. But um, I like to be at the end because I want to high five everybody. So it would be hard to be out there and then not see how everybody else did on the other side. Since yeah. You know, it's kind of your baby that you're putting out there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so to speak.
1: Mm-hmm. Um. And I was gonna ask you what happens at the end. So when everyone is done finishing and or um, the race is over, what all has to happen besides? I mean, I know there's cleanup and there's aid stations and stuff, but what else do you do when you when, post race? When yeah,
3: post race is um, that's when the real fun begins. <laughs> 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 it is. It's breakdown. Um, it is wash every single. That was out there. So, as you know, everything's dirty because it's like dusty and whatever. So it's wash all the tables. It's clean out every water jug. It's, um, uh, I wash all the stuff from the aid stations that's like reusable, um, Mm -hmm. Like as far as like some the chip bowls and stuff like that. So there's a lot of washing and cleaning. Um, we have to return if we, if we got signs or we rented a U-Haul, we have to go and return those after, you know, everything's kind of been unloaded. Um, it's a lot of load up. We have to take all the trash, um, unless we have a, tr- unless it's a race that has maybe trash service that we paid yeah. for or something, but, um, yeah. cause sometimes we have to take the trash. So. <laughs> Um, sometimes we have to take this glamorous, sometimes we have to take the porta potty bag, which is <laughs> after they've been used. Oh bouncing down the mountainside. Sometimes we have had to go out and pick up those. Um, a couple of times we've had just things happen or whatever, and we actually have to go out and do an extra sweep. And sometimes I do that anyways, like for the places like Ochoco, sometimes we'll go out afterwards, like on, um, or I used to like on Mondays and run the course and just make sure that everything's picked up. Um,
2: yeah.
3: you know, uh, and, um, we've done that with, gosh, the first year, first couple of years, I did that every time. Go out and just sweep and make sure everything's picked up and there's no trash or anything. And I would say most people are pretty good. I mean, I'm really impressed when I go out mm-hmm. to, um, you know, do that sometimes that I don't find anything. No trash, mm-hmm. no, no wrappers and nothing. So that's always nice to see too, that, yeah.
1: um, yeah. Everyone else yeah. is taking care of the trail with you. Mm-hmm.
3: Right. Yeah. For mm-hmm. sure. Yep. My trail runners yeah. are pretty, I mean, this is their playground, right? And yeah. this is where they like to recreate. So they're pretty good about, let's say, ultra runners, trail runners. I mean, yep. you're not throwing their garbage on the ground. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> and then I did notice that, um, are all of your races coupless? Yes. Yeah, it, they are. Were you Were you always coupless?
3: Um, I was trying to think maybe, I think we were always coupless. Okay. I, I was don't gonna remember ha- a race that we ever had cups at unless somebody like brought a cup or something, you know, cups or something
1: yeah. themselves. I'm not sure. Yeah. Was, I think so that I, we always were. I was going to ask about the, if you were to transition from c- cups to cupless because all of our races up here have a lot of cups and I, yeah. I, see, yeah. I, I see the transition happening and I just didn't know if there was any pushback or anything, but I think it's becoming more of a commonplace thing to not have any cups.
3: Yeah, mm. it is. And I think most people carry a bottle or they have something of, you know, something anyways. So yeah. I d- I've never heard anybody say anything to us about why we didn't have cups. We have cups, like hot cups for broth at the longer mm. events. Um okay. But those aren't used for, like, Coke and stuff like that. It's like yeah. soup. Yeah, yeah, and that's really the only kind of cups that we have. But I think um, – I think most people, and it's the same with food, most people are pretty dialed into what they, they race with mm-hmm. and carry. And so mm-hmm. therefore they, ha- a lot of people have their own stuff. If they have drawbacks, you know,
1: mm-hmm. yep.
3: Um,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I just did, so. yeah.
3: We, but I, you're right. I think, I think
1: there was a, there was, a,
3: there were a lot of cups. I think when I would go back and do like, um, you know, some races on the east side, uh, in the, in a it has transitioned to being coupleless. Yeah. Um yeah. over the over the years for sure.
1: Yeah. Yep. I think Minnesota's still transitioning.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They'll get there. Yeah, we will. Yeah. 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 So, so yeah. That's less garbage to take out. Let me tell you. Yeah. That, for sure. yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um do you guys feel energized after a race weekend or do you feel pretty tired? Does it take it a lot out of you? Um, it
3: does, but it's it's very rewarding. It's a very, mm-hmm. it's a really hard job, but it is a very rewarding job. And it is exciting to watch it all come together mm-hmm. um and watch people finish. I we love to see the pictures afterwards, um mm-hmm. and then hear people's like race reports and stuff like that. Like it that's really fun and it is it is encouraging and supportive. Um, yeah, I would say the old Cascadia, I think we're pretty it takes me like a week to <laughs> recover from that race. Just because yeah, um we're up all that. night. You know, oh, yeah. and you, um, you don't think about it, but yeah, we're, I mean, I'm pretty tired. We're pretty tired Monday morning, you know, mm-hmm. but it's a good tired.
0: It's just, yeah, totally. you know, yeah, it's just like a race kind of tired where it's like, it
3: is. Yeah.
0: You, you feel very physically probably exhausted,
3: but happy heart <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. filled up. Mm-hmm. it's hard because we'll, we'll start to go run and then we're just like beat, you know, <laughs> because we've been directing. But we go, we go out to, you go out to do your get back. Okay. Well now it's like the weekend's over. I need to get back to my training. And it's like, you're so tired. No. It's hard. Yeah. It's, 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 a, it's a tough week. Yeah. Um, I, a couple of times the very first year I thought I'll race like the, right before and then try to go into it. And sometimes that works. And sometimes it doesn't, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, yeah.
0: but yeah. Yeah. There's only so yeah. much you can do. It sounds like you have a nice balance between, you know, you you know when your race directing season is, you know when your racing season is. And kind right. of, you know.
3: Balance. Yeah, and that that's taken a couple of a little bit of trial and error to try and figure out um what's how that kind of works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The first year I thought, oh, it'll be fine. I can do it all. And, um, found out pretty quickly that was not the case. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, harsh oh, woman. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm tired. I'm just tired. Yeah. It took like a year and a half off of racing. I just was oh, wow. just, I just, I needed like to just take a step back, you know, let something yeah. off the plate for a minute. Yeah. Um, you know, mm-hmm. plus Had having it. kids in yeah. high school that are going through Gosh. a lot of different things. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: I feel, I feel like as moms we feel like we can do it all all the time. At least that's how I feel. Yeah. Is that I can do everything and then I learn I cannot do everything and I <laughs> I need some sleep sometimes too. Yeah.
3: Yeah, you do. You do. And it uh I would say, you know, I used to think that having toddlers and babies was the hardest and then um my kids got to be like 17 and
1: <laughs> Don't know, say that. Drive,
3: I know. <laughs> so just take a deep breath cuz it's like I was oh. like, oh yeah, this is great, you know, and they can drive and this and that, but yeah, they can drive. You know? uh, <laughs> and then, oh gosh, yeah, I feel I, like yeah. it's a lot of it, it's it's an it's another set of challenges, mm-hmm. um, you know, is raising and trying to get somebody into adulthood put mm-hmm. it that way, and that um as, as there's a lot of worry I think that goes involved with that, which whether you think it affects you or not, it does, you know, for sure. A lot of sleepless nights just thinking, you know, am I doing everything right? You yeah. Know, yeah. Is this payback for when I was a teenager? <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, oh my gosh! I mean, we're all just doing the best we can.
3: And yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's it. You, you, there's no right. book for it, and every situation's different. So you just you it's, do you make the best decisions you can, and you hope for the best, and you <laughs> keep going forward. So yeah.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. That's nice. I think you're doing awesome. Yeah, you're showing your kids what it's like to be a really uh, badass woman. So good job.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like, yeah. um yeah, the other the other parents don't run. I'm like, they probably do. It's just you don't know you don't see it. So But it's it's been <laughs> great to see through the years other people. Um because I had a lot of all my friends know it, none of them ever really ran or they really weren't participating in some of the things that I was participating in, but as I've moved through, I've, I've watched that change. You know, um, cool. you see more and more, more and more people that are getting involved in like ultra running or mm-hmm. triathlons or whatever it is. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's definitely changed, and mm-hmm. it's good to see because then they bring their kids, and it's you know, uh, you don't forget if you started running, you know, years and years ago. What that's when I mean, you're an adult,
2: mm-hmm. you know.
3: And my kids remember, you know, the races. You think they don't remember anything that you say or you're doing, but they'll say, oh, remember when, cause my kids, uh, swept, uh, some of the courses this year. Okay. Yeah. So it would, that was a okay. really good experience for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's
0: awesome. So cool. Well, thank you so much, Janessa. Um, yeah. we have two quick little last questions for you. Um, the first is, what is your favorite race that you've ever run?
3: Oh, man, that's a hard one. <laughs> <I know. laughs> um, it is because they're all, you know, they all have their own little things. Um, I have to say that Orcas Island 100-Miler, so okay. pretty, that one was a pretty uh, special race for me, just because it was the first um, race after an injury and the okay. first 100 that I completed in two years. And so, um it's a really hard race, but, uh, and it's, but it's beautiful. And, um, mm-hmm. that one, and there's no pacers or anything allowed in that one, which is kind of um, cool yeah. too, which I kind of like, cause then you're right, right, You're running with the other participants and stuff, yeah. but yeah. So that, that one's, it's pretty, pretty close, uh, mm-hmm. to, to the top <laughs> there Yeah, uh, on a favorite memory and favorite race. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. wasn't perfect race, but it was, yeah, <laughs> but, you, you did mean, it. but that's part of it. Right. Yeah. I mean, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah sometimes the best experiences are the overcoming. It's when it, maybe it's like how you handled the, if it's not right, perfect, yeah. how you handled it. And yeah. yeah, it
3: definitely wasn't a perfect one for me, but um, it, it meant a lot to me to finish that race um after having some DNFs
1: and mm-hmm. injuries
3: and, and mm-hmm. making some decisions <laughs> to start mm-hmm. races I shouldn't have. So, yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. it's mentally hard on you like DNFs are mentally hard yeah. even if you definitely had to do it right and you, knew yeah. you physically had to do it it's still tough um, Yeah
3: and then when you start and you shouldn't have um that's really setting yourself up for just digging yourself into a really big hole there mentally yeah. which it takes a lot to come out of i think and uh, mm-hmm. That's why I think that race was really, um, I just, it, I was not leaving that island without a buckle. Yeah, I remember that. I was like, I, if I have to crawl to the end of this race and it just, mm-hmm. and I walk it out, I will do it. And it actually turned out okay. It wasn't great, but it, it turned out yeah. fine. So mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Good. Yeah. That's yeah. good. Yeah. So then the second question we always ask is, what is your favorite go-to healthy meal that you make for your family? Oh they gosh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Okay. Well, my,
3: my son said, um, "Wow, the food's gotten a lot better since the quarantine." I was like, "Cause I thought I'm not working, I'm at home. I have actually time to do all of these things, you know, yeah. because there's nothing else to do." But okay, um, that's the silver. They, line. Yeah, I know. So I was kind of like. Hmm uh i can't cook <laughs> it's just yeah. um gosh they i usually make them and it's one thing they'll always eat is uh rice bowls they they're my kids are pretty good eaters and they'll eat just about anything um but that's one of their favorites yeah with peanut sauce or the, mm. or the spring rolls you know too. Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah mm, yum. that sounds good yeah. great yeah. Yeah, well, thank you so much, Janessa, for being on here. Um, real quick, where can people find you and Alpine Running? Um, so, uh,
3: we have our website, alpinerunning.co, so don't put an M in it, that's CO. Okay. (laughs) And, um, we're on Instagram and Facebook too. Um, and then, uh, my personal, uh, Instagram is Smoky Mountain Runner. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, so
1: great i guess perfect. there yeah.
3: yeah yeah yeah
1: perfect keep kicking butt you are doing awesome and i'm oh thank you i have been very inspired by your instagram and all the things that you're doing and everything that's nikki oh, thanks. Has said. yeah you guys keep, <laughs> keep going
3: it you you know it, it's it's not the easiest thing in the world to do with kids but um it, you almost you gotta have something right <laughs> yes yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah i think it's important Yeah, it is. And um, when your kids are at the finish line and, um, as you know, cheering you on, they think it's pretty cool, too. So, Mm yeah,
1: yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, thank you, Janessa, so much.
3: Thank you, guys.
0: That was awesome talking to Janessa. She just gave some great insight on how to be. A mother and still run all the miles, train for hundred mile races, go on long runs by yourself in the woods and how to be safe and um, but still do it. I think that was a really cool point. Yeah, like, not being still, afraid. Yeah, still encouraging moms to get out there, um, even though there are some dangers, but more often than, than not there's you're there's gonna not. be okay. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Not there's not. Um, But yeah, I loved hearing about um, her race directing with Alpine running,
1: and yeah, and how how
0: she uh, involves her kids.
1: Yeah, they're very involved, and that was one thing that I was very inspired by. I'm dreaming that my kids are involved in some of my races um, or running, and her Mm -hmm. kids seem to just. Following her footsteps and doing cross country and helping her with, um, sweeping the course and pacing her on races. And mm-hmm. it's incredible. It is little,
0: little best friends, you yes. know, what that. we all dream about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so if you guys liked this content, subscribe to this podcast, rate and review us and also share share this with any of your fellow mom tribe. Um, we're just little voices that can be in your ear on long runs and take us with you. And um, it's, yeah, there's a term. My friend was saying that she loved our mom camaraderie on this podcast, like when she's running alone and i was like ooh that's a good term mom mm-hmm. so that's yes. what's calling it <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and if you also want um updates on future episodes subscribe to treeline journals newsletter which you can find at treelinejournal.com and we'll send updates so you don't miss anything And then also, if you are, well, if you want to travel to or if you're local to Oregon um, and you want to support alpine running, you could sign up for one of their fall races. They have incredible, beautiful courses. So I'd highly
1: recommend that. Yeah. And
0: And thank you for
1: listening. Yeah, stop, please. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you have um, questions or comments that you want to make, you can email us at runhardmomhard.com, and we'll hopefully get to some questions in future podcasts. Runhardmomhard at gmail.com. What did I say? <laughs> Dot com. Oh, yeah. yeah. Runhardmomhard at gmail.com. We both messed up. It's okay. We're moms. It's all right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> mom.
1: mom brain. Um. Yep
0: thank you for (laughs) listening thanks for listening have a great day keep on keeping on remember that we can do hard things and we can run hard mom hard I'm a little intimidated by her because
1: she's just really badass.
0: Bad! Bad!
1: We can't have people that we know and we can't have people that we don't know. <laughs> We're in a what really is that a tricky situation. <laughs> I'm like, wait, no, I'm not done yet. <laughs> like, no, not done yet. Sorry, Statt, I couldn't. I could I'm not
0: a great mom. In a shame together. corner. Just watch me go. I'm so hungry right now. That was so awesome. Okay (laughs) You said you were
1: prepared Is that good enough? Yeah, that's good And Mm, Obviously that's what an echo means